but, uh, so, and, and that he's able to do miracles, but will he do it for us? I think that's many times the question, will he do it for me? Because many times I think a lot of us have a problem receiving from God, receiving from what, uh, you know, what he wants to do in our lives. And so hopefully we'll clear up some of that today. But I want to take you to a scripture found in Psalm 77, Psalm 77, verse 14. And it's out of the Living Bible, and I love the way that it puts it. Uh, it says, you are the God of miracles. Isn't that good? That God is the God of miracles and wonders. Most translations just use the word wonders, but he is a God of miracles and wonders. You still demonstrate your awesome power. And I'm here to tell you that God still is demonstrating his awesome power today. He's doing it all the time in and through our lives. And uh, we just need to, we need to come to a point where we believe it, and we're going to talk about that. I hope by the time this series is done, that we're going to believe for God for, for miracles in our life. Well, I wanted to give you a couple of definitions of a miracle. One definition is a supernatural manifestation of God's power that supersedes the natural laws of the universe. I think we could agree with that, right? But I want, to, I want to give you a simple definition that I like, that I, I just jotted down, and it's this. Anytime God works on our behalf. I, I tell you, anytime God just works on our behalf uh, is a miracle. And, and I, think, I think there's a, a, a lot of times that people are looking for the spectacular and they miss the supernatural. They're looking for something spectacular, but God's moving all the time, and He's doing supernatural things, which is miraculous. It's miraculous in our life, and, and I think too many times, because we're looking for this, uh, the spectacular, uh, we miss the supernatural. We miss the things that God wants to do in our life, and there are things that He's working and wanting to work in and through our lives on a, on a continual basis. And, and if, we'll just, if we'll just be aware of it and even have an expectation for it and ec- exercise our faith, that I believe that we will... We will uh, experience more of God's miracles in our life. And so, uh, so I want to I just start out with that thought and, and go on and, and share some other thoughts with you as we open up this whole series. And hopefully, hopefully that we will, uh, each one of us will begin to go in, not only close this year right, but go into the next year expecting great things from God. Okay? Uh, let me let me just say this. Are miracles necessary? Yes, they are. But let me say, before we do that, I want to pray. And Bob, come on up here for just a minute. Uh, Uh, let me pray and then we'll go on. Father, we just thank you today. We thank you for just preparing our hearts. There's so many things that you want to get accomplished in us and through us. Uh, help us to be engaged. Help us not to be uh, shy or timid or holding back in any way, but to move forward, to move forward, Father, in the things that you have for us. Not to be maintainers in our life, but to be ground gainers. And Father, I just thank you for that. In Jesus, Jesus' name, amen. amen. I, I just started reading a book uh, called Rhinoceros Success. Awesome. And, uh, and so I started reading this book, and, and it talks about being a rhinoceros. And a rhinoceros goes forward, man. They're moving forward, and, 
And, and, and they, said, they said we have an option to be either a rhinoceros or a cow that's just grazing along in, in, in life. And uh, there's nothing wrong with cows. I think they make good steaks, good hamburgers, right? Uh, rhinoceros, I tell you, though, they can move some earth. They can get some things done. And I, I just want to be a rhinoceros. I want to move forward in what God has for me. I want us as a church to move forward and do something great for him. And, and here's what I want for you. I want God's best for your life. But if we're always playing it safe, if we're not moving forward, I guarantee you, uh, you'll probably be in a position where you'll never have a need for a miracle in your life. Uh, but if we're moving forward, there's going to be from some times, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but there's going to be times in our life where we're going to need a miracle. So are miracles necessary? First of all, the first thought I want to give you is they are necessary for attraction. Uh, really, honestly, they attract people to God. They are signs that lead to people to God. It shows that God is active here on this earth, that he's working in people's lives. Uh, I think one of the things that attracted me to Christ is, is just the testimony of those that were sharing uh, how God changed their lives. My brother being one of those testimonies. When, when, I was, uh, when we were growing up, many of you, some of you, if you've been around, you've heard my testimony. And, and in my house, uh, it, we were probably one of the most dysfunctional families I ever uh, experienced. And, uh, in, and I say it this way, and I mean it. Uh, in our house, it was either wars or rumors of wars that were taking place. Uh, and so, honestly, when I experienced other families, it, it's like, wow, this is, yeah, it's weird because my family acts totally different. And, and so, uh, it, so it was bad. And so uh, my brother and I, we, we started drinking earlier, early on in age. I became alcoholic. I believe he, he did too. And, and uh, he was a bad drunk, though. Uh, when he got drunk, he'd lose all consciousness. He would be a, one of those... Uh, you know, he'd be all over and he totaled, I don't know how many cars were, was in jail. I don't know how many times, I don't know how many DWIs he had. That was back in the day before uh, the three strikes and they sent you to prison. And so he, he had all these DWIs stacked up so much so that he lost his license for life. He had that many DWIs. Uh, now through God's mercy and grace and him getting saved he's he's got his license back and is doing great now uh but god saved him and and transformed his life and and you know what i i knew it had to be something supernatural it had to be god had to be real because for to take him the way that he was and transform his life into the way that he had become had to be there had to be god and and so it it was an attraction to me. It 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 influenced my life. And there was another man that God brought into my life. He was a roofer, and he came into the place of business where I lived. And he started to share his testimony. Befriended me, shared his testimony, how God changed his life. The thing about with him is, I didn't see his life before. I had only seen it after. See, a lot of you, when I tell my testimony, you've seen the after, but not the before. And so it's hard for you to really capture it. But when you experience the before and the after, when you experience the before and the after in somebody else's life, what an attraction that is. I think that we ought to be walking this earth being signs 
for God, being a, a reflection of God's hand on our life all the time so that those in our lives, families, friends, co-workers, whoever we're influencing on a regular basis, that they can see the before and after in our life. He, he, people need to see that. And I'm telling you, uh, as a result, not only did it impact my life, and I eventually got saved and got filled with God's Spirit, got delivered from alcohol, got delivered from drugs and uh, nicotine, all in one swoop. Not only did all of that take place, which that's my testimony, and I'll say it and I tell it over and over, and you're going to probably get tired of hearing it, but I don't get tired of telling it. Because I know it attracts people to God. Amen? Now, Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 to 24, it says, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. I love that. He preached the gospel. Jesus was a preacher of the gospel. What does the word gospel mean? It means good news. He went about telling good news. Too often we're going around telling bad news. We're telling all the bad things that happened. Let me tell you something. God is a God of good news. And the good news for you and I today is that He is a miracle-working God. That He still works miracles. The same God that delivered my brother, that delivered me, will still deliver today. That God is still alive today. Not only does He deliver, but He sets people free in many, many ways. He sets people free financially, relationally, and every other way in our lives. And God is still up to something today. A matter of fact, He's up to something really grand today. I think, I think earlier as I was worshiping God, and I, I hesitated saying it then because I, didn't for, I wasn't for sure if I was supposed to, but I, I sense it now. I just believe that there's a shaking going on right now. And God wants us to be on solid ground. The only way that we can be on solid ground is to be connected to His Word, connected to the, the Spirit of God, connected to a good life-giving church. Amen? Amen. And, and, and that's how we can stay solid in our walk with the Lord. Uh, there's just a shaking that's going on. I mean, folks, there's a shaking. And, and I, think, I think it's it, during this time and during this uh, season in, in history and in our lives, I think there's a lot of people that are looking at our lives right now and seeing how we're going to react to situations. How are we going to respond to what's going on? How are we going to respond to what's happening in our society? How are we going to respond to the, the storms that are happening even in our own personal lives? Storms come to us all. But are we going to stay on that rock? Or is our house built on the sand? You know, people are looking. And when we continue to stay standing, when everybody else's house is falling, it's going to speak. It's going to be an attraction to people. People are going to look at our lives and say, I want that. (laughs) Jesus went about preaching good news. We're not going to have it listening to the bad news that's going on in this world. Bad news is always there. But we're going to have to, we got to listen to the good news. So Jesus went about preaching, he went about preaching the gospel of the kingdom. The kingdom, what is the kingdom of God? What is the kingdom of God? The Bible tells us it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what the kingdom of God is. It's, it's not being sad, walking around with, down in the dubs. It's righteousness. Oh man, it's the being right with God. Being Secure in Him. It's being righteous in God. It's peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. God wants us to be joy-filled here on this earth. 
not joy empty. Joy filled. Amen? So he went about preaching this good news. The good news of the kingdom. And I love this. I love this. It goes on to say, And healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then get this. Then his fame went through all Syria. I'm, I'm telling you that his fame wants to be spread across East Texas. He wants it spread in our homes. He wants it spread everywhere because of what he's doing in our lives. We need to understand that God wants to work in, his li- in our lives so that his fame can be spread. So that people would be attracted to him. Why? Because God wants to set people free. He wants to liberate people. He wants them out of their places of darkness and put in the places of light. Amen? And so he did that. And if you go on and look, it says uh, in verse 25, I'm going to jump ahead. In verse 25, at the very end, it says, And great multitudes followed him. Great multitudes followed him. Why? Because of the miracles that he was doing that attracted people that changed their life. Here's here's the thought that I want to share with you today is that God wants miracles to take place in your life and my life. He's not withholding. He's trying to get them to us because it's going to attract others to him. And so we need to start believing it. Can you believe God for a miracle. Are you in a place where you need a miracle in your life, whether small or big? Can you believe for it? I, I believe that every one of us have that ability to do that. Mark sixteen fifteen. it says this, love it, one of my favorite script, scriptures, it says, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel, preach the good news, tell good news. Go out and tell good news. Just tell them that God still heals. God still is miracle workers. God's still working in people's lives. Go tell people that God still is moving here on this earth. Go preach the gospel to every creature. And in verse 20 it says this, And they went out. They obeyed him. They went out and they preached everywhere. And the Lord, look at, look at this, working with them and confirming the word through accompanying Signs. If you look up that word signs, it also means miracles. With accompanying miracles. Why? Because they went and preached the good news. Amen. Amen. So, a miracle is necessary because it, it attracts people to Christ. Secondly, a miracle is necessary because it is for deliverance. It is for deliverance. Now, I shared a moment ago that that I, at, at, at a point in time in my life that I was addicted. I was addicted to alcohol, nicotine, drugs. At that time, I, I, was, I was doing uh, cocaine pretty often. I, was, you know, I used to deal uh, drugs. That, you know, for a lot of you, don't, you, 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 that's not any new news to you. You knew that. And, uh, but the thing that really, really had me was alcohol. And uh, it was just something that I couldn't get rid of. And God liberated me and he set me free. He set me free. That was a miracle that took place. I remember the day it happened. It's still something that uh, motivates my life today to, to pray for people because I know that God wants to set people free. We need to be set free. There's lots of reasons that we come into a place of bondage or a place where we, we need to be liberated. But before I share those things with you, let me share Luke chapter 4, one of the reasons why Jesus came to this earth. 
It says in verse 18, in verse 19, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. How many of you is the Spirit of the Lord upon? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel, again, the good news, to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, a lot of us, from time to time, are going to need to be set free. There's going to be some situations that we need some freedom in and freedom from. And, and, and let me just give you a list real quick, a list. Sometimes we're going to come into a place in our life where we're going to need to be free from something because we just obeyed God. We obeyed God, and as a result, there's people that may not like it. You might be thrown into the lion's den. Daniel was just obeying God. He was just loving God, was he? Or was he not? He, was just, he, he's, he wasn't going to bow down. He was going to worship God. He was just obeying God. He wasn't going to have any other idol before him. The Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, same way. They were throwing, thrown into a fiery furnace just for obeying God. There's going to be times in life when you go, you're going forward and you're just obeying God as a result. It may cost you. There may be a time in our nation where it may cost us just to stand up for the name of Christ. I don't know if that day's coming, but it could happen. And it could cost you. And God's going to need to bring liberty in your life. He's going to need to free you in some way, some fashion, some form. Isn't that right? And so there's other other reasons why we need to be liberated because of some addiction in our life. There's some, all of us have something that maybe has plagued us in the past or plaguing us right now that we need to be liberated from. God's, I have good news. He's still a miracle worker. He'll still set you free. You need to be delivered. How about wrong decisions? Some of us need to be delivered from something that we got into because of some wrong decisions. Come on now. Every one of us are going to make some wrong decisions that we wish we could go back and undo. If not today, in the days coming, we're going to make some wrong decisions. I know I have. And there's going to be some times because, you know what, I'm, I'm growing in this thing. I'm walking this out daily. I'm walking this out. God, I need your wisdom. Give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of you. Open the eyes of my understanding. Why? Because I don't have all knowledge. I don't have all wisdom. Therefore, I'm going to make some stupid decisions and do some stupid stuff. And it's going to get me into some situations where I need some deliverance. Please help me. It's not just me, it's all of us. And so God's going to need to bring some deliverance in our life. How about, how about some, some uh, financial debt that we might need delivered from? How about some oppression? You know, the Bible says that the devil's trying to oppress us. That Jesus went about healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And so he, one of the reasons that he came is to set people free. How about depression? There's some people that fight depression that we need to be liberated from. How about protection? How about some place where our life is being threatened? I remember years ago, can I tell a story? Yes. Years ago, uh, I was working for my son and, and uh, 
pastoring here, a lot of, lot of hours putting, I don't know, goodness, who knows how many hours a, a week. Uh, but uh, for him, uh, we were doing at least 60 hours a week. And then uh, another probably 40, 50, more than 40, probably 50 hours here. So I, I was getting very little rest. And, and I was heading to Texarkana. I was by myself uh, pulling a, a, one of his trailers. And uh, I was in a crew cab. And so it was about 40 feet long with truck and trailer. Truck and trailer combined was about 40 feet long. I was heading to Texarkana. I was on I-30 had uh, gotten on I-30. It was foggy, big time foggy outside. Been praying all the way up there. Uh, and uh, I, I think it was probably, uh, I think I left out at about 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, probably at that time, I don't know, it was still, uh, it definitely was still dark. So I don't know exactly what time it was. But, uh, but anyway, it was, it was, I had just gotten on I-30. I saw some headlights on the opposite side, or on the same side, uh, on, the, on the, what do you call that, roadway? The service road, thank you, the service road. And I saw him coming this way, and then somehow, somehow he got on I-30 thinking, I don't know what he was thinking, but he got on I-30, and, and he had come on I-30, and, and I'm serious, he, he came right to the, the front of my bumper, he was getting on, on, off the service road onto I-30 on my side, and, and somehow I missed him. I, he barely missed the front bumper of the truck. I still had 40 feet behind me that he should have gotten. I have no idea how he didn't get All I know is a, it was a miracle, and it was some deliverance. God delivered me out of a tragic situation, and I still look back, and I know it was God. I know it was God. And I'm here to tell you that God wants to deliver us. He wants to deliver us. And, and so God's, God's a deliverer. He wants to deliver us in every way. John 14, uh, verse 12 through 14, Most assuredly I say to you, He who believes on me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do. Because I go to my Father... And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that my Father, the Father, my Father will be glorified in the Son. Or that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask any, anything in my name, I might do it. He says, I will do it. He says, I want to do this. I want to, I want to work in y'all's life. I want to do. Again, my definition of a miracle is anytime God's, God's, it's God doing it. Amen? And, and so God wants to work in our lives. And so he wants us moving forward. Which brings me to this thought. I'll, this is really where I'm wanting to go with this message. Because I think God wants to do something great here on this earth. Are miracles necessary? Yeah, they're necessary for attraction. Yes, they're ne- necessary for deliverance. But they're also necessary for ministry. They're necessary for ministry. Luke chapter 9. We know that story. Uh, I'm not going to read it all. That's okay. Hold on just a second on that. But I'm not going to read it all. Luke chapter 9 talks about uh, the feeding of the 5,000. Many of you know that story. 5,000 men plus women and children could have been anywhere from fifteen to 20,000 people there that day. 
And uh, there was people, because they were attracted to Jesus, had followed him out into a, a deserted place. And, and he was preaching and teaching the good news, ministering to the sick all day long, all day long. The Bible says that the day began to wear away. Uh, the disciples said, hey, we need to, went to Jesus. It's like, Jesus, are you ever going to quit? I'm sure. Are you ever going to stop? Are you ever going to stop? We need to send them in to go get some food. They're they're getting weary. Let's send them in. And Jesus looked at them and and he says, you give them something to eat. I love that about Jesus. He says, you you give them something to eat. And they they looked at Jesus and said, you know what? We don't have anything but five loaves and two fish. And Jesus said, good. Then you've got what it takes. And then he says, go ahead and sit them down in companies of 50. Why? Because God's not a God of disorder. He's not a God of confusion. And plus, it's easier to see who got fed if they're in groups of 50. And so he wanted, he wanted to make sure everybody was taken care of. Sit them down in groups of 50. And, and, and so we, we, we know that story, right? We know that story. But here's the key. The key is, is that he was ministering. And sometimes when you're out there ministering and you're doing what God wants you to do, in order to continue on in ministry and accomplish what God wants accomplished, it's going to take a miracle. And there's going to be a a number of reasons why it's going to take a miracle. Years ago, uh, I think it was in 2000, I think it was in 2009, I believe it was in 1999 or 2000, uh, we uh, we were in another building and... and, uh, and a fire took place, and so we were we 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 uh, it took place in the facility that we were leasing, and and basically lost a lot of our equipment, pretty much uh, uh, most of our equipment and everything, and in that fire, and we were uh, there was another church that allowed, which I believe was a miracle in itself, uh, that uh, allowed us to use rent their facility uh, a, a youth facility which like was like a gymnasium and we had to sit up and tear down every Sunday and and so anyway long story short uh, we 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 looked for buildings and we couldn't find buildings uh, in, in this town uh, one there's just not a lot of buildings that were church friendly that would facilitate facilitate church services two uh, Tyler's pretty expensive real estate is high dollar here and and so we we looked and and the first building that we came across one of the first buildings is is this building now many of you don't realize this but this building had uh this this building here not only the front building but this building here had a lot of different rooms and and there wasn't doors there wasn't the glass doors that y'all came in there wasn't all that lobby there was all kinds of little uh, little rooms here and there and everywhere, and so we had to gut this and gut the back. We had to recarpet everything. I mean, there was a lot of work. We had to put drop ceilings in, rewire all kinds of stuff. It took about sixty grand to to make this whole building church friendly, just in remodel. And uh, in the same way with the front building, our children's uh, areas, they were all offices. We had to gut that and turn that in. And so there wasn't anything, there wasn't anything really church-friendly here. Well, when we first looked at this facility, uh, they were asking, I believe, 8600 a month to lease this. 8600 a month was like crazy high. Uh, it was just something that was way out of our reach. There's no, it's, it just wasn't going to happen. And that was right after we had 
uh, went through the fire, and th- that other church was going to temporarily le- uh, lease that to us. We used it for uh, a, a few uh, months, and then it led to a year, and, and then finally they said, hey, we want you guys out. And really, they had other plans for it on Sunday morning, and so we were needing a miracle. Uh, we was needing a miracle. And we could still not find a place to, have, to hold church. Uh, in the process, the same, the same, uh, the, the same uh, company that was leasing this, uh, I connected with another agent in that company, in that real estate company, and uh, he liked us and liked me. I don't know what there is not to like, but he liked me. <laughs> and, uh, and so he, he liked me, and, and so he went to bat for me. And uh, he said, he went to the owner, and he says, listen, these guys, I believe in them. I believe in what they're doing. I believe they're legit. I think they're going to they're gonna be uh, a good tenant for you guys. And... Uh, and remember, we, we were a young church back then. We, we hadn't been here that long. Uh, but he went to bat for us. And he got the, he got the lease down from 8600 to 4000 a month. Less than half. That was a miracle. And, and so we were able to move in. And, and here's, here's why I'm even saying all this. Jesus was out there ministering. And if it happened to, for Jesus where he needed a, a miracle to take care of the people, I'm going to tell you that we're going to need miracles to take care of people. And, and, and we're, we're, going to need to, we're going to need to not allow the lack in our life. You know, Pastor Ray, if you were here last week, I had a special speaker here, and he talked about three lacks in people's lives or uh, giants that tend to be uh, giants in our life, the lack of support, the lack of of uh, strength and the lack of something else I can't remember. But the, the support is one of those giants that many times keep people from moving forward in what God has. Now, I'm not saying be unwise. I'm not saying be unwise. I'm not telling you to do that. Don't be, don't be unwise. But there are going to be some times where God says, step out. I want you to do something and I want you to believe for me. And you're going to need to step out. We're going to need to step out. We're going to have to move forward. And, and, and I believe that as we step out, that God's going to work on our behalf. You remember when uh, uh, Isaac, uh, uh, when Abraham took Isaac up to the mountain? He was obeying God, was he? He, he, was, he was just obeying God. And he took Isaac up to, to, to sacrifice Isaac. And, uh, and long story short is that, the, that God provided a ram. And God said, no, no, no. I, I wanted to see your obedience. And, and through your obedience, he was, he was testing to make sure his heart was right. He, he passed the test. He got an A on that test. Got an A on that test. And he says, here's a ram. Here's that ram for the sacrifice. And I, I'm, I'm telling you that God has some rams for us. That God has some rams if we'll just move out in obedience to God. If we'll just do what God wants us to do. If we'll just move out. And, and be able to uh, allow God to move in our life, that he'll move in our life in a, in a very way, a big way. Now, I don't know what that looks like. It may be in business. It may be in, uh, it may, in ministry in some way. 
Because I'm going to tell you, the health of your, your spiritual walk and your spiritual life impacts the whole of our church. The healthier you are financially, the healthier the church is financially. But if you're in a bind, then, then you, you know what's, what you're going to do is you're going to hold back in giving. Uh, therefore, the church can't move forward. If you're, if you're in a bind where your, your time is tied up all the time because of some, some area in your life where you're bound and you just can't turn loose of any time, guess what? You're going to be, you're going to be held back in moving forward and, and using your gifts and your talents for God. Amen. And as a result, people don't get saved, people don't get uh, discipled, and the next generation doesn't get uh, equipped, and, and we don't, you know, we're, we're, we're missing out on some, some key elements in our church. And so I want to just challenge you. I want to challenge you in closing this morning. Don't be scared. Don't be fearful to move out in what God would have you move out in. Just pray. I love what uh, the, 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 the pastor of the biggest church in, in, in the world, uh, uh, what's his name? Yeah, yeah. How do you say his name? Youngie Cho, yeah. He says, just pray and obey. If we'll just pray and obey, then we'll see God do great things in and through our lives. Amen? So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads right now. Father, I thank you today. I thank you for revealing yourself to us, in us, in a great way. Thank you that you are a miracle worker that you are a God of miracles and wonders and that you still demonstrate your awesome power, that you're not withholding it, but you're endeavoring to demonstrate it in us, through us, for us, on the behalf of others. And I thank you for that. Help us to capture what you're wanting to do. Let us not be just cows grazing in the in the in the field, but to be rhinos moving forward, Lord, accomplishing great things for you, God. And I thank you for that in the name of Jesus.